This is day 84 of our daily Bible reading. We will be completing Nehemiah chapters 3 through 7. Lord Heavenly Father, you have not abandoned us. You have not forgotten about us in our times of trouble. You are ever-present. We just need to look for you. Look behind us. Look around us. And just know that you have embraced us and are holding us close, Lord. You don't want us to forget you. We don't want to forget you either. But we are such sinners, and we're such foolish people. And yet you have such patience and compassion on us that you have taken care of us this whole time. And your grace just abounds, Lord. May we recognize that today and give you the glory for it and just praise your name forevermore. Please bless this time as we read your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Then Eliashib the high priest arose with his brothers, the priests, and built the sheep gate. They consecrated it and hung its doors. They consecrated the wall to the Tower of the Hundred and the Tower of Hananel. Next to him the men of Jericho built, and next to them Zakur the son of Imri built. Now the sons of Hassaneah built the fish gate. They laid its beams and hung its doors with its bolts and bars. Next to them Merimoth the son of Uriah, the son of Hakaz, made repairs. And next to him Meshulam the son of Berechiah, the son of Meshezabel, made repairs. And next to him, Zadok, the son of Beana, also made repairs. Moreover, next to him, the Tekoites made repairs, but their nobles did not support the work of their masters. Joiada, the son of Paseah, and Meshulam, the son of Besodeah, repaired the old gate. They laid its beams and hung its doors with its bolts and its bars. Next to them, Melatiah, the Gibeonite, and Jadon, the Maranathite, the men of Gibeon and of Mizpah, also made repairs for the official seat of the governor of the province beyond the river. Next to him, Uziel, the son of Harahiah, and of the goldsmiths, made repairs. And next to him, Hananiah, one of the perfumers, made repairs. And they restored Jerusalem as far as the broad wall. Next to them, Rephiah, the son of Hur, the official of half the district of Jerusalem made repairs. Next to them, Jediah, the son of Horomaph, made repairs opposite his house. And next to him, Hattush, the son of Hashabneah, made repairs. Malkijah, the son of Harim, and Hashub, the son of Pahath Moab, repaired another section, and the Tower of Furnaces. Next to him, Shalom, the son of Halohesh, the official of half the district of Jerusalem, made repairs, he and his daughters. Hanun and the inhabitants of Zenoa repaired the valley gate. They built it and hung its doors with its bolts and its bars, and a thousand cubits of the wall to the refuse gate. Malkijah, the son of Rechab, the official of the district of Beth Hekarim, repaired the refuse gate. He built it and hung its doors with its bolts and its bars. Shalom, the son of Kol Hose, the official of the district of Mizpah, repaired the fountain gate. He built it, covered it, and hung its doors with its bolts and its bars, 
and the wall of the pool of Shelah at the king's garden as far as the steps that descend from the city of David. After him, Nehemiah, the son of Azbuk, official of half the district of Bethzur, made repairs, as far as a point opposite the tombs of David, and as far as the artificial pool and the house of the mighty men. After him, the Levites carried out repairs under Rehum, the son of Bani. Next to him, Hashabiah, the official of half the district of Keilah, carried out repairs for his district. After him, their brothers carried out repairs under Babai, the son of Henadad, official of the other half of the city of Keilah. Next to them, Ezer, the son of Jeshua, the official of Mizpah, repaired another section in front of the ascent of the armory at the angle. After him, Zerup, the son of Zabai, zealously repaired another section, from the angle to the doorway of the house of Eliashib, the high priest. After him, Merimoth, the son of Uriah, the son of Hakaz, repaired another section, from the doorway of Eliashib's house, even as far as the end of his house. After him, the priests, the men of the valley, carried out repairs. After them, Benjamin and Hashub carried out repairs in front of their house. After them, Azariah, the son of Maaseah, son of Ananiah, carried out repairs beside his house. After him, Benui, the son of Henadad, repaired another section, from the house of Azariah, as far as the angle, and as far as the corner. Palal, the son of Uzai, made repairs in front of the angle and the tower projecting from the upper house of the king, which is by the court of the guard. After him, Padiah, the son of Parosh, made repairs. The temple servants living in Ophel made repairs as far as the front of the water gate toward the east and the projecting tower. After them, the Tekoites repaired another section in front of the great projecting tower and as far as the wall of Ophel. Above the horse gate, the priests carried out repairs, each in front of his house. After them, Zadok, the son of Immer, carried out repairs in front of his house. And after him, Shemaiah, the son of Shechaniah, the keeper of the east gate, carried out repairs. After him, Hananiah, the son of Shelemiah, and Hanun, the sixth son of Zalaf, repaired another section. After him, Meshulam, the son of Berechiah, carried out repairs in front of his own quarters. After him, Malchijah, one of the goldsmiths, carried out repairs as far as the house of the temple servants and of the merchants, in front of the inspection gate, and as far as the upper room of the corner. Between the upper room of the corner and the sheep gate, the goldsmiths and the merchants carried out repairs. Now it came about when Sanballat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he became furious and very angry and mocked the Jews. He spoke in the presence of his brothers and the wealthy men of Samaria and said, What are these feeble Jews doing? Are they going to restore it for themselves? Can they offer sacrifices? Can they finish in a day? Can they revive the stones from the dusty rubble? even the burned ones? Now Tobiah, the Ammonite, was near him, 
and he said, Even what they are building, if a fox should jump on it, he would break their stone wall down. Hear, O our God, how we are despised. Return their reproach on their own heads, and give them up for plunder in the land of captivity. Do not forgive their iniquity, and let not their sin be blotted out before you, for they have demoralized the builders. So we built the wall, and the whole wall was joined together to half its height, for the people had a mind to work. Now when Sanballat, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the Ashdodites heard that the repair of the walls of Jerusalem went on, and that the breaches began to be closed, they were very angry. All of them conspired together to come and fight against Jerusalem and to cause a disturbance in it. But we prayed to our God, and because of them we set up a guard against them day and night. Thus in Judah it is said, The strength of the burden-bearers is failing, yet there is much rubbish, and we ourselves are unable to rebuild the wall. Our enemies said, They will not know or see until we come among them, kill them, and put a stop to the work. When the Jews who lived near them came and told us ten times, They will come up against us from every place where we may turn, then I stationed men in the lowest parts of the space behind the wall, the exposed places, and I stationed the people in families, with their swords, spears, and bows. When I saw their fear, I rose and spoke to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people. Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, who is great and awesome, and fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters your wives, and your houses. When our enemies heard that it was known to us, and that God had frustrated their plan, then all of us returned to the wall, each one to his work. From that day on, half of my servants carried on the work, while half of them held the spears, the shields, the bows, and the breastplates. And the captains were behind the whole house of Judah. Those who were rebuilding the wall, and those who carried burdens, took their load with one hand, doing the work, and the other holding a weapon. As for the builders, each wore his sword girded at his side as he built, while the trumpeter stood near me. I said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, The work is great and extensive, and we are separated on the wall far from one another. At whatever place you hear the sound of the trumpet, rally to us there. Our God will fight for us. So we carried on the work, with half of them holding spears from dawn until the stars appeared. At that time, I also said to the people, Let each man with his servant spend the night within Jerusalem, so that they may be a guard for us by night and a laborer by day. So neither I, my brothers, my servants, nor the men of the guard who followed me, none of us removed our clothes. Each took his weapon, even to the water. Now there was a great outcry of the people and of their wives against their Jewish brothers. For there were those who said, 
We, our sons and our daughters, are many. Therefore, let us get grain that we may eat and live. There were others who said, We are mortgaging our fields, our vineyards, and our houses, that we might get grain because of the famine. Also there were those who said, We have borrowed money from the king's tax on our fields and our vineyards. Now our flesh is like the flesh of our brothers, our children like their children. Yet behold, we are forcing our sons and our daughters to be slaves, and some of our daughters are forced into bondage already, and we are helpless because our fields and vineyards belong to others. Then I was very angry when I heard their outcry and these words. I consulted with myself and contended with the nobles and the rulers and said to them, You are exacting ursery, each from his brother. Therefore I held a great assembly among them. I said to them, We, according to our ability, have redeemed our Jewish brothers who were sold to the nations. Now, would you even sell your brothers that they may be sold to us? Then they were silent and could not find a word to say. Again, I said, The thing which you are doing is not good. Should you not walk in the fear of our God because of the reproach of the nations, our enemies? And likewise, I, my brothers, and my servants are lending them money and grain. Please, let us leave off this ursery. Please, give back to them this very day their fields, their vineyards, their olive groves, and their houses, also the hundredth part of the money and of the grain, the new wine and the oil that you were exacting from them. Then they said, We will give it back, and will require nothing from them. We will do exactly as you say. So I called the priests and took an oath from them that they would do according to their promise. I also shook out the front of my garment and said, Thus may God shake out every man from his house and from his possessions who does not fulfill his promise. Even thus may he be shaken out and emptied. And all the assembly said, Amen. And they praised the Lord. Then the people did according to this promise. Moreover, from the day that I was appointed to be their governor in the land of Judah, from the twentieth year to the thirty-second year of King Artaxerxes, for twelve years neither I nor my kinsmen have eaten the governor's food allowance. But the former governors who were before me laid burdens on the people and took from them bread and wine, besides forty shekels of silver. Even their servants domineered the people. But I did not do so because of the fear of God. I also applied myself to the work on this wall. We did not buy any land, and all my servants were gathered there for the work. Moreover, there were at my table 150 Jews and officials, besides those who came to us from the nations that were around us. Now that which was prepared for each day was one ox and six choice sheep. Also birds were prepared for me, 
and once in ten days all sorts of wine were furnished in abundance. Yet for all this I did not demand the governor's food allowance, because the servitude was heavy on the people. Remember me, O oh my God, for good, according to all that I have done for this people. Now when it was reported to Sanballat, Tobiah, to Geshem the Arab, and to the rest of our enemies that I had rebuilt the wall, and that no breach remained in it, although at that time I had not set up the doors and the gates, then Sanballat and Geshem sent a message to me, saying, Come, let us meet together at Chephirim in the plain of Ono. But they were planning to harm me. So I sent messengers to them, saying, I am doing a great work, and I cannot come down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and come down to you? They sent messages to me four times in this manner, and I answered them in the same way. Then Sanballat sent his servant to me in the same manner, a fifth time with an open letter in his hand. In it was written, it is reported among the nations, and Gashmu says, that you and the Jews are planning to rebel. Therefore, you are rebuilding the wall, and you are to be their king, according to these reports. You have also appointed prophets to proclaim in Jerusalem concerning you. A king is in Judah. And now it will be reported to the king according to these reports. So come now. Let us take counsel together. Then I sent a message to him, saying, Such things as you are saying have not been done, but you are inventing them in your own mind. For all of them were trying to frighten us, thinking they will become discouraged with the work, and it will not be done. But now, O oh God, strengthen my hands. When I entered the house of Shemaiah, the son of Deliah, son of Mehetabel, who was confined at home, he said, Let us meet together in the house of God, within the temple, and let us close the doors of the temple, for they are coming to kill you, and they are coming to kill you at night. But I said, Should a man like me flee? And could one such as I go into the temple to save his life? I will not go in. Then I perceived that surely God had not sent him, but he uttered his prophecy against me because Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him. He was hired for this reason, that I might be frightened and act accordingly and sin, so that they might have an evil report in order that they could reproach me. Remember, O oh my God, Tobiah and Sanballat, according to these works of theirs and also Noadiah the prophetess, and the rest of the prophets who were trying to frighten me. So the wall was completed on the 25th of the month Elul in 52 days. When all our enemies heard of it, and all the nations surrounding us saw it, they lost their confidence, for they recognized that this work had been accomplished with the help of our God. Also in those days, many letters went from the nobles of Judah to Tobiah, and Tobiah's letters came to them. For many in Judah were bound by oath to him, because he was the son-in-law of Shechaniah, the son of Arah, 
and his son, Jehoanan, had married the daughter of Meshulam, the son of Berechiah. Moreover, they were speaking about his good deeds in my presence, and reported my words to him. Then Tobiah sent letters to frighten me. Now when the wall was rebuilt, and I had set up the doors, and the gatekeepers, and the singers, and the Levites were appointed, then I put Hanani, my brother, and Hananiah, the commander of the fortress, in charge of Jerusalem, for he was a faithful man, and feared God more than many. Then I said to him, Do not let the gates of Jerusalem be opened until the sun is hot, and while they are standing guard, let them shut and bolt the doors. Also appoint guards from the inhabitants of Jerusalem, each at his post, and each in front of his own house. Now the city was large and spacious, but the people in it were few, and the houses were not built. Then my God put it into my heart to assemble the nobles, the officials, and the people to be enrolled by genealogies. Then I found the book of the genealogy of those who came up first, in which I found the following record. These are the people of the province who came up from the captivity of the exiles whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had carried away, and who returned to Jerusalem and Judah, each to his city, who came with Zerubbabel, Jeshua, Nehemiah, Azariah, Rehemiah, Nahamani, Mordecai, Bilshan, Mispereth, Bigvi, Nehum, Bayana. The number of men of the people of Israel. The sons of Parosh, 2,172. The sons of Shephatiah, 372. The sons of Ara, 652. The sons of Pahath Moab, of the sons of Jeshua and Joab, 2,818. The sons of Elam, 1,254. The sons of Zatu, 845. The sons of Zakai, 760. The sons of Benui, 648. The sons of Bibai, 628. The sons of Asgad, 2,322. The sons of Adonikam, 667. The sons of Bigvi, 2,067. The sons of Adin, 655. The sons of Atur, of Hezekiah, 98. The sons of Hashum, 328. The sons of Bazai, 324. The sons of Harif, 112. The sons of Gibeon, 95. The men of Bethlehem and Natopha, 188. The men of Anathoth, 128. The men of Beth Asmaveth, 42. The men of Kiriath Jearim, Chephifra, and Beeroth, 743. The men of Ramah and Geba, 621. The men of Michmas, 122. The men of Bethel and Ai, 123. The men of the other Nebo, 52. The sons of the other Elam, 1,254. 
the sons of Harim, 320. The men of Jericho, 345. The sons of Lod, Hadid, and Ono, 721. The sons of Senea, 3,930. The priests, the sons of Judea, of the house of Jeshua, 973. The sons of Emmer, 1,052. The sons of Pashur, 1,247. The sons of Harim, 1,017. The Levites, the sons of Jeshua, of Kadmiel, of the sons of Hodavah, 74. The singers, the sons of Asaph, 148. The gatekeepers, the sons of Shalom, the sons of Atur, the sons of Talmon, the sons of Akub, the sons of Hatita, the sons of Shobai, 138. The temple servants, the sons of Ziha, the sons of Hasufa, the sons of Tebaoth, the sons of Keros, the sons of Sia, the sons of Padan, the sons of Labana, the sons of Hagaba, the sons of Shalmai, the sons of Hanan, the sons of Gedel, the sons of Gehar, the sons of Reiah, the sons of Rezin, the sons of Nakoda, the sons of Gazam, the sons of Uzzah, the sons of Pasea, the sons of Basai, the sons of Meunim, the sons of Nefushasim, the sons of Bakbuk, the sons of Hakufa, the sons of Harhur, the sons of Basleth, the sons of Mehida, the sons of Harsha, the sons of Barkos, the sons of Sisera, the sons of Temah, the sons of Neziah, the sons of Hatifa. The sons of Solomon's servants, the sons of Sotai, the sons of Sophereth, Perida, the sons of Jeala, the sons of Darkon, the sons of Gedel, the sons of Shephatiah, the sons of Hatil, the sons of Pokereth, Hazzebayim, the sons of Ammon. All the temple servants and the sons of Solomon's servants were 392. These were they who came up from Tel Milah, Tel Harsha, Cherub, Adon, and Emmer. But they could not show their father's houses or their descendants, whether they were of Israel. The sons of Deliah, the sons of Tobiah, the sons of Nakoda, 642. Of the priests, the sons of Hobiah, the sons of Hakaz, the sons of Barzillai, who took a wife of the daughters of Barzillai, the Gileadite, and was named after them. These searched among their ancestral registration, but it could not be located. Therefore, they were considered unclean and excluded from the priesthood. The governor said to them that they should not eat from the most holy things until a priest arose with Urim and Thummim. The whole assembly together was 42,360, besides their male and their female servants, of whom there were 7,337. And they had 245 male and female singers. Their horses were 736, their mules 245, their camels 435, their donkeys 
6,720. Some from among the heads of fathers' households gave to the work. The governor gave to the treasury 1,000 gold drachmas, 50 basins, 530 priests' garments. Some of the heads of fathers' households gave into the treasury of the work 20,000 gold drachmas and 2,200 silver minas. That which the rest of the people gave was 20,000 gold drachmas and 2,000 silver minas and 67 priest garments. Now the priests, the Levites, the gatekeepers, the singers, some of the people, the temple servants, and all Israel lived in their cities. And when the seventh month came, the sons of Israel were in their cities. Okay, so for today, before we get started with commentary, let me begin by apologizing for two things. For today, I had a heck of a time reading this today. I have no idea why, but I am not a fan of reading through genealogies. And so all these names really threw me off. I was getting a little frustrated with myself. And so I'm glad I'm able to edit that out so you don't see all that embarrassment I would have given myself. But I really had a tough time with it today. And I'm grateful that this is one of the last genealogies of the Bible that I'm aware of. That was... That was tough, but we got through it. And the other thing I wanted to apologize for was, for those of you who do this daily reading at the beginning of your day, um, I know that there have been a few days where I did not post exactly on time, or rather in advance, because I have it as a default to where at midnight of the day it makes itself available, but I had gotten behind on my readings, and so I posted them the same day as I got them done. So some of them were not completed until almost noon. So if that interrupted your routine, I apologize for that. But anyway, let's get to today's reading. So we see that the entire group that came to Jerusalem were united in their efforts to rebuild this wall. And What's great about this is that you can see the Lord working in it. They completed this task in record time. And there's no way this could have been done by the hands of man without God's intervention, just to how fast it went. Now, we think of the wall as being the entire city of Jerusalem, right? But we're not talking about the entire old city of Jerusalem. We're talking more of a smaller portion of Jerusalem, as well as that was directly around the temple, first off, but also was part of Zion, which is the old city of David, which was kind of at the middle high part of the city. But the old city was not touched at this time. We're talking about the part that surrounded the temple. So it was... Now, if they were to do the entire wall around the old city, that would have taken a way lot longer than what they did here. But even with what they did here, it was amazing how quickly they worked. And they all were in it together. And it even shows them how they divided it up and did the repairs. And it's quite amazing how they organized this. But they were not without its difficulties, right? 
for one, they didn't have any houses built. So they were living in tents and all that, and it wasn't a civilized society yet. But secondly is they had outside influences and outside forces that were trying to interrupt and stop their work. And here they are again, Sanballat, this guy, as well as Tobiah, and the people that are against Israel. They were jeering them on, they were making fun of them, they were mocking them, they were trying to discourage them, they were trying to conspire against them and have them killed, and they were ready for them. They posted guards, and he even says at some point that as the builders were working, they had a tool in one hand and they had a sword in the other hand, or they had their weapons on them while they were performing the work. They had to be ready for anything because people around them knew that they were building this wall and they did not want this to finish. So I'm sure that at any time they were expecting someone to try to invade and take them down and they were going to be ready for whatever came. But you see Nehemiah being the voice of reason throughout this whole process, reminding them that God is in control of this whole thing. Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your families and your homes. And then later, he says, our God will fight for us. He reminds them that God's in control. It has nothing to do with us. But you have to have faith. Have faith in the Lord that brought you here and is making this work happen. So then you see, after that, you see this guy, Sanballat and Tobiah, trying to find different ways to get into Nehemiah's life, as well as get under his skin, make him mess up in some way. But before that happens, Nehemiah talks with his own people, because apparently Nehemiah was noticing that even their own people were extorting each other. These nobles and the rich people were extorting the, the commoners, and he was not okay with that. And so he urged the return of the property that was held by some sort of a pledge or that was loaned out to them. And he asked for their forgiveness in interest payments and then just give it back to them for what it was worth. And you would be surprised that they did exactly what he said. And we know that's from God. Most people will not give up their money, but they did. And it was a beautiful thing to see because God was in it. And we see what kind of a man that Nehemiah is and just how he is totally dedicated to the Lord. And apparently people noticed that. And so after he had that conversation with these nobles, they chose him to be governor. He got promoted. Big promotion. And he was allowed a certain amount of a food allowance that was greater than the other people, but he refused it because he didn't see himself as above these people. And so I thought that was very humble of him to think that way and to make sure that he is not living in prosperity and everyone else is suffering. What a good man, good man. He did not do it because he feared the Lord. He did not want pride to overwhelm him. He didn't want, you know, his own ego to step in the way. He knew exactly how he got to where he was and the God, that God brought him there. And God could easily take it away if he got out of line. So he certainly had the right mindset on this. 
So then you see these two guys again, Sanballat and Tobiah, trying to get through to Nehemiah to discourage him and to get him alone. So they said, first off, well, come meet us out here outside of town. He's like, no, I'm busy. Sorry. I'll do it some other time. And they were persistent, right? They said it five different times. They sent letters to try to convince him. Then they tried to ruin his reputation by making up lies about him and gossiping about him and all this different stuff, and it didn't work either. And then they even hired other people that were in the town to lie for them, including this guy, Shemaiah, who was confined at home. We don't know why he was confined at home. And he claims to have a special revelation about a plot through Nehemiah's life, that they were going to come and kill him. So what is the safest place we can go? Let's go to the house of God. Let's go hide in the temple. Nehemiah wasn't going to fall for it. He knew something was wrong, first off. And secondly, he's like, I would not dare set foot in the temple. I am not a priest. If I walked in there, people would have every reason to discredit me. But I am not going to do it because I'm not a priest and I don't belong in the house of God. So he didn't fall for their trick and he uttered this prophecy against me because they had hired them. And I like how it talked about here, he called out these people by name and in the works of others, that there is apparently a prophetess named Noadiah, as well as other prophets, which I'm using air quotes here, prophets who are trying to frighten me. Just because you're a prophet by title doesn't mean you're a prophet of God. In this case, he's calling them out as false prophets, which God hates false prophets. So let's see if they get what's coming to them. But then they completed the wall, and it was done in 52 days. It was a tremendous accomplishment. And everyone knew around them that this was a big deal and that God was in it, and they were freaking out. So they left them alone at this point. So then in chapter 7, you see that they're going to register the people, and they go through the old genealogy that they found from Ezra. And this record is almost exactly the same as the one in Ezra chapter 2, so there really isn't much more to say on here because we've already gone through it, and I still have nightmares thinking about these genealogies, reading them to you. We're not done with Nehemiah yet, and we're going to see what else he's going to do in the name of the Lord. We know that's where he is, and we know he's going to do what's right. And that's all I have for today. Thank you for listening. I'm Ryan, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, and God bless you.